Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hey, everyone. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. And you know, David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know, we love talking and learning about everything related to sex and sexuality, sexual health, and of course, sexual pleasure. We love diving deep into the naughty, the taboo, and the unknown. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because, well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. We sure do. So are you curious about why people blog about their sex lives, sharing their real life stories with the world? Well, on today's show, we're going to be talking with a podcaster who shares all the intimate details of her sex life. From between the sheets to her many first dates to exploring swing clubs, dungeons, and beyond. Mm, it's going to be one of those shows where we're just talking about sex mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. I Yummy. love it. But first, before we get going, we want to tell you about our top waterproof blanket because great sex is messy sex and nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot. So if you're fed up with having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak proof and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils to silicone lubes to all sorts of sexy wetness. You just have to throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely go to Amazon and order yours today. Search Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now. It sure does, and so does today's show. We are Carol and David. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, and we are so excited to welcome today's special guest. A blogger and podcaster, Layla London, is a self-proclaimed pit bull in panties, and she shares her intimate details of her sexual explorations with her podcast, The Curious Girl Diaries. All right, Miss Layla, thank you for taking time out of your busy day to be with us here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on. I just can't wait to see what we're going to get into. Yeah, it's always fun talking to someone who talks about sex all the time like we do. I know, right? We're on the same wavelength going on here. Oh, totally. I know. And that's why I have to surround myself with like, like minds. So we're in, we're all in good company today. (laughs) For sure. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? And you know, you had that dry spell where you didn't have sex for three and a half years. We want to hear all about that too. Yeah. Um, really good question. So uh, kind of let's roll the clock back about six years and I was coming off a three and a half year dry spell, uh, self-imposed. I just got so caught up in work and my business. You know, I kind of got to that point where I was really perceiving anybody or anything that took me away from the work and the accomplishments and all that as just something I didn't want to do. And so relationships or even the option to have a relationship, casual or not, just got pushed to the sidelines until one day I woke up and said, oh my gosh, what the fuck am I doing? I'm wasting the pretty. I need to change this very quickly. So I instantly put, I was like, oh, we got a problem, red alert. So I immediately put my business hat on and kind of tackled it like I would any one of my business problems where I wanted to get fast, quick results. And uh, literally within having that 
epiphany moment to 10 days later, uh, I had broken my dry spell. Now, listen, three and a half years, and then all of a sudden, an epiphany comes like what? Where did that come from? I do not know. I really I mean, I remember the moment very clearly. I don't I've been asked this question. I don't remember. I don't know what spurred it. I think it was just, you know, I was I was getting out of the shower and drying myself off, you know, kind of checking, checking my body, checking myself in the mirror as you do. And I was like, oh, you know, like kind of admiring myself a little bit. And I just was like, it just hit me. I was like, why are you wasting the pretty? Like, what what are you doing with all this? This isn't going to last forever. You know, you're you're burning daylight. And I just realize that this lack of physical touch and intimacy and these interpersonal relationships that that it wasn't right you know it wasn't right for me and that i was just going way too far you know way too far off in the ditch with it and just making there was an imbalance that i needed to correct but i so, I, I get over those three and a half years you didn't have time for a person but you must have masturbated and played with yourself had a few orgasms Barely, <laughs> really, seriously, barely. I just, I was so, when I say like I'm a pit bull in panties, I just get laser focused on things, things, you know, where I am achieving or feeling good or getting a positive result. And I think a lot of people do this with their sex lives where it, it's, it becomes, you know, it becomes a habit to either have good sex or it can become a habit to not have good sex or have any sex at all. Correct. And you get to kind of decide what you're going to do. And without really realizing it, I wasn't, it took me a while to put it together that, you know, by deciding to make these things so much a priority, you've completely taken sex off the radar and you're not allowing yourself those opportunities and, you know, what that brings. So I, I knew that I just, I needed to balance it out. And so, you know, I quit, like I said, I, once I realized that I just quickly changed direction. Cool. Wow. So, yeah. so before we get into your, your curious girl diaries podcast and what it's all about, I want to know, like when you were growing up, did you grow up in a sexually open house where did you talk about sex or was it one of those uh, taboo topics in the house? No, my mom was bound and determined to, um, you know, make sure that I had uh, the sex talks, even whether I wanted it to or not. And also about whether or not, um, you know, like, as, as time went on, and I got more mature, my mom was talking to me about orgasms, and, you know, whether or not my boyfriend was doing anything for me and giving me pleasure. And, you know, I mean, there's just a lot of times it was a lot more than, uh, than I wanted to discuss, but it was always an open door. That's great. And uh, did you ever walk in on your yeah. parents? Yes, I did. <laughs> I did. Speaking of that, um, and it's funny when I said after I said that open door that that image like you'll never get that image out of your head nope. of walking in on your parents if you've done it. You know what I'm talking about. Like it, it is seared in my memory banks as. Much as I wish it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. Cool. All right. So tell us a little bit about your Curious Girl Diaries, um, why you started it and um, what it's all about. And then we're going to get into talking about um, a whole bunch of your sexy stories. Yeah. So when I, okay, so when I realized I needed to change things, what I wanted to make sure I, you know, I allowed myself the opportunity to do was, you know, I was really curious about 
well, what if I kind of switched gears and switched priorities? And what if I worked as hard on my sex life as I do in my business life or somewhere even close, you know, and just made the sex a priority. So I, I thought, well, if I'm going to do that, it needs to be fun. It needs to be challenging. It's got to be something that's going to keep, you know, keep my interest. And, and the way I decided to do that was I made a sex bucket list and I went out and, you know, I was like, okay, I brainstormed, what are all the things I want to do? And I said, I'm going to give myself one year to knock these things off my list, kind of go crazy, if you will, have fun, you know, really focus on this, have some adventures. And I wanted to document it. So I was really interested in, you know, this with this social experiment with myself, like who I was going to become, like, who would this make me at the end of this? And obviously, I had one thing in my mind, and that didn't happen. But, but I, you know, I just became very determined to have a good time with it and be open and stay curious and just go for it. So that's what I did. I blogged about it in the beginning. It was blo- I, I started the podcast and I wanted to blog about my sexual encounters and then just podcast about sex in general. But the blogging was very difficult for me. So I made it through about year one, year one and a half. And then I finally said, fuck it. I just have to focus on the podcast because I hate writing. And I felt like I, I, I felt subconscious about it. It just didn't feel natural. And I had the gift of gab. So I thought, okay, podcasting, that's a go. I keep with that. So uh, yeah, it stuck. Well, and so you wanted to document it for what reason? What What do you think is going to change? Because you could have just gone out there and yeah. got fucked and had great sexual experiences. Yeah. Like, why Why diary it? Yeah, again, because I wanted to. Um, I wanted to memorialize the changes. I wanted to be able to look back, and and I felt that doing that would be so valuable. In I didn't know exactly why, but I knew that you know I wanted to watch the progression and see what happened and not just have to go on memory, but actually be able to go back and listen to what was I thinking, feeling, saying in those moments. And it has been probably one of the most interesting single best things I've ever done because now I have six years of this. And when you go back and listen to me in the beginning, the things I was saying and just even the judgments and, you know, a lot of no's and nevers. And now I have to eat my words and I love it. You know, I actually love the fact that I can see how much I've grown and developed, you know, sexually, but also being able to draw the conclusions of how powerful sex is in your life and how vital and important it is and how much it really does bring out amazing great things in us you know you can use your sex your sexuality is such a big teacher but if you turn it off you know you and you don't have access to that you're missing out on a lot so documenting it has been very powerful oh, for it's, me. it's it's so true what you said because our sex life took off after we turned 50 yeah um, we are both on second marriages and um, our listeners out there know it um, Carol's ex-husband is married to my ex-wife so um, we got dumped on the same day and two years later we found the sec- the swinging lifestyle and the rest is history <laughs> 15 years later um, you know we're having a, a, a blast we've never had better sex we have the most amazing friends a lot of people think swinging is about the sex but it's really about the people you meet in there the same like-minded open-minded people 
And, um, and but us being together, we do also reflect on how we have changed. Whereas you're being single, yeah. it's not as easy to reflect with somebody else. So mm. I understand why journaling and well, d- documenting instead of journaling, uh, documenting your phases or your changes is quite interesting. Yeah, and we say all the time, it's never too late to start again. So you know, you had all that before. You decided to hey. I am who I am. I love sex. I want to get this going. And now you're you're documenting it. I mean, we've done almost 400 episodes on our show. And I'm sure we've spoken about a lot of the stuff that <laughs> we've experienced and explored on all the different cruises and trips and parties and orgies that we've done. Yeah. And um, one day when we have nothing to do, uh, we'll sit back and listen to 400 hours of our <laughs> I episodes. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I want to back up a little bit. Um, so you, you, you said yeah. that you you grew up in an open-minded house. You walked in on your parents having sex. Were you promiscuous growing up? Were you like that girl that fucked everything that moved? No, I was the opposite. I went, to, I think kids kind of go the opposite. Um, you know, I just, no, you know, I will, again, I, I hats off to my parents because I, what I did see in the house, you know, there's a lot of openness around sex and sexuality, just being able to talk about it was, you know. I had the option to ask any question I wanted. And I always knew that I lived a life that, you know, I felt was something to strive towards. Uh, And they always kind of let me know that, you know, I could really do anything I put my mind to. And, um, you know, it just, it just made a, you know, a big, a big difference. And um, I, because of that, you know, I wasn't, I never grew up feeling like I had to, do something I didn't want to do. I had a lot of self-esteem. And so I got to decide, you know, when I wanted to have sex, I, you know, I was, with, I was 17 with my first kind of real serious boyfriend. And, um, you know, and I made the, when I, we were together a year before I said, okay, you know, let's do it. <laughs> and and do, you, do you remember and, that? Do you remember that first time? Of course I do. Yeah. And was it good? And, oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it was, you know, it's just two kids trying to stick a penis into a vagina, you know, I mean, like there was, you, we didn't really understand how, how everything worked and how to make it super pleasurable for each other. And, um, and I le- just remember wanting to go ahead. And let me guess he came and you didn't. No, I did. Oh no, I, of course I didn't. No. Yeah. Um, and I just, well, I remember like he, he was all excited, you know, after we had done it and he wanted to get up and get in the shower. And I was like, I, is this it? This is what sex is all about. This is the, the top of the hill. Like people get excited about this. I was like, no, I'm going home. You know, like, I just <laughs> wanted to go home. I was so, I was, a, I was like <laughs> a little let down. And, um, and again, that was just because, you know, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, what I didn't know. And, but, but wasn't long after that, you know, I, again, my mom, you know, pulled me aside when she knew I was having sex and she said, is he doing anything for you? You know, talk, talk to me about orgasms and things like that. I, I knew how to have an orgasm through masturbation, but I wasn't, didn't know how to tell my partner what I wanted. So I didn't end up actually getting, getting that open with my dialogue with that partner. But when, then when I was 18, no, 19, I had a different boyfriend. And um, at that point I was just more comfortable and I was reading Cosmo magazine and they talked about the cat method. 
So I knew how to touch myself, but I was kind of like, I can't tell him to rub my clit. You know, I can't do it. But, but I knew that like, okay, let's try it. And sure enough, so I feel, I felt pretty good that at that point, you know, I was already having orgasms. And do you, do you remember the first time you had an orgasm by yourself? Like, how did you know you, you, it was an orgasm if you had never had one before? Well, I didn't know because I was young. You know, I was about, I think I was about five years old. And um, I, we, <laughs> we had, I don't know how I discovered that. Feels like. oh, I, we had these neighbors that um, when I would go over to play there, they were like, they were like a napping family. Like if you were over there, like they had nap time, you know, so we'd have to stop playing like for 30 minutes nap, you know, and I was like, this is bullshit. My mom doesn't make me take a nap. My dad doesn't make me take a nap. But, you know, I knew once we got back, once nap time was over, we, we could go back to playing. So I couldn't sleep, but I would sit there and be like, well, what am I going to do? Okay. I guess I just touched myself and I, that would relax me. I'd have an orgasm and it nice. would sort of pass the time. Nice. And did it put you to sleep? Get up and start playing again. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely was. Yeah. It kind of like, it was very soothing. <laughs> and growing up with all these boyfriends, were you the giver? Were you like, okay, yeah. drop your pants. I want to give you a blowjob," Or were um, you the type of person where it was like, Hey bud, I'm important too. Um, after, once I started having orgasms during sex, then it was like, yes, you know, like make sure. But after that point, I was not shy about telling someone when, you know, if they weren't being a good giver, you know, how I liked it. (laughs) I I remember, yeah, exactly. I remember having lots of boyfriends. I always had one boyfriend after another, after another, but those that would go down on me, even though I had a hard time also telling them that that's what I really liked. Those were the keepers. I just knew the the keepers, the other ones, they were like not long in my, my books. So even though I had a really hard time talking about it, I just knew those that knew a little bit more, or at least who cared about my feelings were just the ones I kept. That's all. I had my first one of those when I was 21 and man, he was like, definitely like he was a bad boy, you know, and I was a good girl and it was like wrong side of the tracks, you know, like, but he was so good at the oral sex. I mean, I just, you know, you, I held on to him for years because I was so afraid that I would never, no one else would ever eat my pussy like he did. <laughs> well, I know when I met David, I, I said that out loud. No one ever ate my pussy like David did and does still. Like, I still love it, love yeah. it, obviously. But yeah. uh, I had never experienced such good oral sex before I met David. It's awesome. It works well because it I love is. eating pussy. Yeah. And I said, go to town. There That's you awesome. go. Awesome. I know. That's the best. All right, just hang on for a second. We're going to remind everybody that this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and we are chatting with podcaster Layla London from The Curious Girl Podcast. Now let's tell everybody about Topless Travel and the amazing trip that we have planned for next year. Yeah, Topless Travel, they are our buddies. Um, We have traveled with them a few times already this year. And if you're looking for the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever, then you have to book with Topless Travel. From Hito 2 in Jamaica, Desire in Cancun, and all the Bliss Cruise experiences, Topless Travel absolutely needs to be your number one choice. 
And of course, their trips and events are all about the people and the sexy, fun experiences. So let's just shout out to all those sexy host couples, including Jess and Justin, and of course, Party Mark. And they're there to ensure that you have one hell of a sexy vacation. And you can find us on many of the amazing Topless Travel trips and listen up. The one that we're really looking forward to, well, it was the Sexy Silver trip to Desire in Cancun, but that's now sold out. Um, The next one that we're excited about is the Bliss Cruise next year on the Celebrity Summit from April 17th to 22nd, 2023. We're going to actually be broadcasting um, our podcast live on the ship. The cabins are selling out quickly, so like we tell you all the time, go book now. And you can join us for a week. We'd love to meet you there, and maybe you could be on our podcast. Yeah, for sure. And for more information about this trip or any of the Topless Travel events, just go to thesexylifestyle.com and click on the Topless Travel Events link to book the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever. Ever, ever, ever. Alrighty, you know we're Carol and David. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. Let's get back to our show with Layla London from the Curious Girl podcast. So, Layla, you told us about your early um, self-pleasuring when you were young, and of course, I'm sure it continued, but tell us to, today in your life, how important is self-pleasuring? Very important. Um, I actually will take a whole month, I do it in March, I call it March Masturbation Madness Month, where I have to masturbate for every single day in that month. And what I find it does is it kind of like resets your, I don't know, or rewires your brain. I think we all sometimes get stuck in ruts, you know, sexual ruts, right? Where you're kind of getting off the same way or you're always going for the same toy or a lot of the same positions and same, you know, same pressure, that kind of a thing. And what I find is when I when I take a month to just sort of practice, use different toys, breathing, mindfulness, that um, you know I kind of I get I get refamiliar. I kind of sort of refamiliarize myself uh, with my own body and all the different ways that I can orgasm because there's a lot of different ways and I have a lot of different sensitive spots and sometimes forget about them. You know, yeah, you know that that right there, that is a good one, you know? And so it just sort of resets everything. And I think gets me back to just being more sensitive again about all these different areas and aware. Wow, that's a great idea. I love that idea. Actually, sometimes when we're bored, we bring out different toys and we do something similar where we say, oh, I forgot about that toy or that toy or that toy. And we try different things because they have different pinpoint um, sensations or a larger vibration area or uh, different pressure points like you were talking about. But the best part about self-pleasuring is you learn more about yourself so you can share it with your partner. And I'm sure, Layla, um, as you went through this sexual escapade that you you created for yourself um if you weren't telling the guys what was good for you you might have had some really crappy sex and maybe even had to fake an orgasm where if you tell them what you like and what's good for you you're having a great time as well absolutely well i do have some stories of crappy sex but i didn't fake orgasms and i i did jump right in there and like tell them what to do which a lot of times guys like that i mean uh, you know, like I, I love it. Made it very fun and playful. Very <laughs> cool. No, that's yeah. good. When I was dating, I was faking orgasms, and that was a bad thing. And I ended up marrying the guy that I was dating for a long time, where I had been faking orgasms. And it's very difficult to then not fake them afterwards because 
you know, when he was doing that back then, I'd say, oh, oh, it's great. But, you know, now that we're married, like, that's not so great. I need you to do something more. It's kind of hard to even say that. So, like, yeah, don't fake any orgasms. I've, only faked, I've only faked two or three times. <laughs> really, David? Yeah. <laughs> what, did you yeah. spit everywhere? Like, what happened? Didn't work very well. <laughs> I had to explain why there was no cum in the condom. Right. Just, you know, I can't say it broke. <laughs> Didn't, didn't come out well. Oh, my goodness. Anyways, let's get back to Layla. So now, you know, you're on this journey. Tell us a little bit yeah. where you met all these fuck buddies, all these people that you wanted to explore your sexuality with. Yeah. So I, um, you know, I used um, apps and online sites and hookup, I guess, hookup sites. But uh, yeah, just apps and online. That's where I'm meeting people. But, you know, as a single woman going online, don't you have like, so many guys or even girls who are, you know, responding to you. How do you filter them out? Which ones you want to meet? Oh, that's a job. <laughs> uh, you know, I think being being very clear and specific and concise on your profiles about what you're looking for helps. Also, I have my, you know, I was leading with the sex bucket list. So that was great because it gave people an idea of where I was going and what I wanted to do. And anybody that either a, you know, that may have been something that was an, an item that I had that was on their sex bucket list would instantly kind of give us, uh, bring us together or, uh, another person that's like, they had experience in a certain thing that I wanted to try. Boom. Then it would, it would attract them. So I just found that the more clear and concise you can be on your profile about what it is that you want and what you're doing, um, it helps weed out, you know, also what you don't draw to you, what you want and weed out what you don't want. And it's very important to just be um, upfront and honest on your profiles. And then, you know, and then you you are going to get as a female, you will get an onslaught of emails. But, um, you know, I just would spend the time weed through them. If it wasn't if I didn't feel someone matched up, I would just a real quick message, you know, thanks for reaching out. I'm sorry, I don't feel the chemistry. Best of luck. Boom. Nice. You know, and just go through. Yeah. Now, did you have a rule that you wanted to do a different bucket list item with a different person? Or did you keep the same person for several bucket list items? Yeah. So some people would, uh, you know, over the, through, through the course of doing this, I've had several long-term relationships uh, but all of them were under the uh, premise of, you know, it's, it's not, they're non-monogamous because I didn't believe that, you know, I, I really wanted to accomplish these things and I didn't want or believe that one person could meet all those needs. So I just wanted to be open and be able to do, you know, get this stuff done. And so through the course of that, I met amazing, you know, I've had amazing partners along the way, you know, for years and years and it's been open and there's some guys that are really more uh, geared for certain things and then others that, you know, wanted to try other things with me. And so it's just been a lot of fun. So yes, I've had a lot of partners at the same time and then different partners, you know, just sometimes you end up with just one person for a while. It, it varies. And do you prefer dating men or dating women? You know, I've never dated a woman. Uh, I've never had a female experience. It's on my bucket list. I just haven't been able to do it. Um, so far, like any kind of a threesome and, um, but it's, 
it's going to be happening soon because I'm working really diligently. I'm hyper-focused on it. <laughs> you just have to ask. We'll be there for you. Yeah, I know. Thank you. I know. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, it's it's funny when you, you know, I, I just did an episode today about that, um, that I'm just right now really in the trenches with my, you know, qualifying and finding a good prospect for my male, female, male. And, um, I have another male and I'm just trying to find a third. And it's like, you would think it, it's some, I mean, you would think that would be so easy, but finding the right guy, it really isn't. The more people you involve, it's like all of a sudden it, it went from, you know, kind of complicated to, geez, can we just get this thing to line up? So, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm no quitter. We definitely are, understand yeah. because as swingers, we're looking for another couple who line up. And if you think it's hard just to find a single person, imagine finding another couple who line up. Where and, both girls got to connect. The yeah. girls got to connect with the guys and the, and the, and guys, the have guys have to connect, connect with yeah. the girls. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, it does get complicated. It does. And so, yeah, join, join the club. <laughs> yeah. And then we add in a, a yeah. second couple or a third couple or a fourth couple. And the chemistry has to be good for most people. So um, we get it. We get it yeah. that, you know, it sounds great. I want to do a threesome on two cocks with me. But what if those two cocks aren't comfortable with each other? Right. right. So. Exactly. Exactly. I know. And so, um, yes, I'm, I, I, it's so funny. We're talking about this because literally just earlier day, I recorded an episode about this. So I'm like, okay, I get it. This is why it's taken me so long to finally get to this because, you know, along the way I sort of would try a little bit here and try a little bit there to, you know, put some energy towards making it happen. And then it would be like, okay, it's just too complicated right now. I'll focus on these other things and I'll come back to it. And it just, it's been happening. I've been in that loop for quite a while. And finally I've just put my foot down. I'm like, I cannot continue on. I cannot, you know, continue to talk about this anymore on my podcast. I have to make it happen. And so, um, you know, now I'm, I'm very determined to and find that right combination. Do you, do you so have, do you, I will. do you have the want or need to kiss or touch or fuck another woman? Um, I find it, I find other women erotic and very, you know, and female, the female form is very beautiful. I don't know that I have this super strong draw from a, like a sexual standpoint, but I know enough at this point to know, you just don't know what, what's, what's really going to turn you on. It's, you know, I am drawn to it. And it's very likely that once I do it, I'll be like, oh, my gosh, why did I wait so long? You know, I, I just don't know. You know? That's why so that's why Carol I'm, I'm, Carol says she's bi-comfortable, bi-situational. Yeah, because I'm not bisexual per se, but in certain circumstances, yeah. I absolutely enjoy it very much. But I was just thinking while you were talking that when you actually get to your next threesome where it's going to be a female, male, female, um, you have to be super comfortable with the guy you choose to do this with because he will then help you right. to be comfortable with her. Right. He's going to know what to do. Whereas yeah. like, I remember my first time that I went down on a woman, I didn't know what to do. So we did it together. But David I helped know. me. Yeah, he helped me. He was there yeah, right there yeah. with me because I used to always say, I don't know what you're doing down there, David, but it feels amazing. So instead of learning what he was right. doing, I was just like hopeless. I had no clue. And we went down on this girl together yeah. and then Carol got hang of it. I backed away and Carol made this woman have this massive squirting orgasm. Yeah, it worked out really well. But 
I was only able to do it because David helped me and made me feel comfortable doing it with him. And it was very hot. Yeah, and then since then, like I said, I'm very yeah. um, bi-comfortable. So if it's a nice, hot, and horny time and a girl wants to sit on my face, I say, oh, for sure. But I have no problem any man or woman going down on me. But I have to be in the right mood if I'm going to lick pussy. You know, like I will definitely yeah. pick and choose those moments. And certainly if it's if it's going really well. And you know, I just did for the first time actually oh, yeah. when we were on the cruise, right? Hot. I did scissoring with another woman. And the way she did it, she was on top. We were doing scissoring together. I don't even know how to do sideways, scissoring. Sideways, yeah. Sideways. But she was doing it from yeah. a top perspective and pushing it, grinding right down on me. And I orgasmed. And I was like, oh, my God, I never scissored before. And I had a huge orgasm. It was different and fun and and very cool. So you've got lots of things to do. Oh, I'm up for the scissoring. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm definitely up for that scissoring. And you know what, yeah, you know what our friend the other day uh, called it? Biflexible. Oh, that was another word. Another yes. word, biflexible. Yes. Biflexible, that works as well. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we're curious. I, I, somebody, somebody said heteroflexible. Somebody, <laughs> yeah. somebody yeah. called yeah. it like, are, sure. yeah, heteroflexible. I'm like, yeah, that's a good way to put it too. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. So we want to know, you know, with all these dates and stuff, have you ever had multiple fuck dates on the same day? Yeah. How many? <laughs> Just two. I double. I double dipped. I double ended it. Yeah. One. I had one partner in the morning and then one in the evening. Oh, that's fun. And did they know? Uh, not at the time, but afterwards, yeah. Mm. You see, you could have brought Down them the road, together and had that threesome. They neither one of them were comfortable in that scenario. Ah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And oh, how- I would have, or I would have met. I would have put that together, you know, um, a while ago. Yeah. And were they similar like, guys, or, or different? Like, like, guys, did, did your body accept them? Like, you, sometimes you have sex twice or three times in the same day, and the second and third time isn't as good as the first time. Were you there for the second guy as much as you were there for the first guy? Uh, yeah. It just, but it was kind of different because I was in the, um, you know, I was in the mindset like. It, it was, I was more focused on less. It was like, I knew what I was doing and I had a little secret. And so it was yeah. really naughty, you um, know? Yeah, and, like yeah. um, so I was really pleased with myself, I guess, if that's the way, you know, right, if that's the right. way to put it. You know? Sure. So I, that taboo just, sex is I, good. Yeah. Yes. I felt very, um, you know, in control and, um, naughty and uh you know like again like i just you know he had no idea and it was my little secret and it was hot yeah for sure that remember remember that um we played with that other couple and um we both fucked you one after the other and we both came in your pussy i was thinking exactly one after the other and then she went down and licked the cum out of your pussy i know that was super that was hot having you know multiple uh, cum, cum explosions in your pussy yeah and then it was like dripping out. What was that called? The snail trail? Uh-huh. Nice. Hot. Very hot. But yes, eat that cum out of my pussy. That's hot. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Very, very hot. So tell us if you had like a terrible date where you had it all planned out, you met the person online, and yet it just did not that work out for you. That date that stands out there in that memory. If there's any, no, I mean, there haven't been bad ones. There's just been times where somebody, you know, where, where um, that's usually just on the, you know, the first time you're going to meet someone. Um, I've had, uh, one guy who did not, he 
was, I think he was Greek and he had a really, really bristly beard, but it was, she had it short. So it was like that Sandpaper. one day shadow mm-hmm. and it was super spiky. And he was going down on me and he kept, he was scratching the hell out of my pussy. And every, every time I was like, I felt like I was so close to coming, but I was like, uh, you know, and then it was like, and then it was hurting and I'm just like, oh my God, you know, and he, would, and he would just get in there even more. And I was like, okay, wait, 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 this isn't going to work. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that I would say that's just the, that was the one time where I was like, oh, so disappointing because I was so close, but then, and, and I should have said something sooner, but it's like, I would be right on the edge. I'm like, okay, okay, just, just gut it out. Just, you're going to have that orgasm. And then I ended up just getting scratched to hell. So I had to tell him to stop. And that was that. It, it can be very distracting. And then it's hard to get that pleasure when you're distracted by some pain. Sometimes you want it to be a little bit, not painful, but you know, just on the edge there. Rough. But when it's rough and yeah, and you're distracted by it, it's very hard to come after I that. I try and make sure I always have my face pussy ready. Yeah, yeah you do. You shave, make sure it's nice and smooth. And my head. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I think guys, you know, they got to think about that. They, you know, it didn't occur to him. And afterwards, I think he heard the episode where I talked about it. He's like, oh my God, I feel so bad. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever had, have you ever had a date that you were really looking forward to and the guy couldn't get hard? Yeah. Yeah. I, yes, that happened one time. And, um, and it, and, you know, I didn't, I knew it wasn't personal, you know, I, I, and so we just, I got a really good masturbation session out of it, you know, and I love, I love, uh, I love in a good assisted masturbation. So, um, you know, he had his fingers in me while I had my vibrator on my clit and, you know, I came several times that way and it was, and squirted and, you know, nice. it was very fun. So, um, yeah, yeah. No, it, it happens. And the, the I more. I forget you... that guy's name. <laughs> I that. I'm like, who put that guy? Oh, can't. I gave everybody a nickname. See, that's the thing with the with the show. I gave everybody a nickname. I can't remember what his real name was. Uh-huh. A lot of these guys, I've committed them to memory by their nick by the nickname that I gave them when I talked about him on the podcast or when I blogged about him. Uh, I, I, he was from Canada, so I named him Canada. And him <laughs> and his wife were uh, swingers. Oh, fun. Yeah, yeah. Very, very fun. And so what about fantasies? What what kind of fantasies do you live with like these days? Never mind when you were younger that we have different fantasies. What what's going through your head these days now with different fantasies you might be feeling? Yeah, so I kind of have two um running fantasies. One is dominating a guy and it's sometimes there's a little bit of a cuckold fan part that plays in, but um and I've written, actually, I've blogged about some of this stuff, but it's, it's, it's kind of like ongoing where I, st- I still have like these fantasies. So there's two, there's either, you know, I, where I'm dominating, I'm teasing him and edging him and he's not allowed to come until I say that he can. And depending on my mood or how vicious I want to be, I'll let him or not. I'm feeling that day. I like that. Uh, the other fantasy that is really powerful. Yeah. The other fantasy that's really powerful is, um, I, I, I'm, I really want to do like the consent, consensual non-consent. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, I love the whole thought of that. It's very powerful and very, um, 
it's just erotic and a big turn on for me. So, uh, you know, I've had certain partners that would be good for that. And, um, we never got around to actually role playing that out, but definitely it's something that I want to do. Nice. Nice. I mean, all that, all that mind sex is, you know, what you use or what we use when we're doing self-pleasuring and, uh, we replay, um, some fantasies that we've lived out and, um, I think I do a better job than Carol about coming up with fantasies, but um, well, you just want to make new fantasies all the time. I do have those recurring fantasies that I go back into right. very, very often, especially right. if my mind needs to be reset or refocused. Exactly. But I love uh, they're my so important fantasies. They yeah, are. for sure they are. So, Layla, tell us about you know what you can remember about the most romantic fuck session you've had. Um, well, there's been a lot actually there's, I'm trying so I had to try to figure out like which one, um, you know, and as they, as they happen, they're just different. I wouldn't say like one's better than the other, but, um, it's usually just because you have that amazing connection with someone and there's so much trust and, the, when you're, when you have that trust and you can go really deep with someone, it's amazing the things that your body can do and the pleasure that you can feel. And for me, that's usually a lot of eye contact. It's the way a man is touching you and caressing you. Um, but have you had that, have you had that date where you walked into his apartment or to his house and you just melted and it was one of those evenings where he just like swept you off your feet. It was one of those movie moments. David's such a romantic, you can tell, right? Oh, I'm like, gee, he really painted a very specific <laughs> picture. Um, let me think. Let, yeah, yes, yes. I have, yes, absolutely. I have had guys like that. Just they planned the whole thing out. We're going to do this. I mean, down to the last detail, you know, we're going, we're going to have this amazing dinner. We're going to a concert you know we're gonna we're gonna be holding hands i'm bringing i'm bringing stuff that i know you're gonna need if you're cold if you're gonna be cold i've you know got a blanket i mean just like down to the very last detail can you know to the candles to the to the music playing in the background um the lighting everything wow that sounds and in really the end nice. was it worth his effort Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> what else is she going to say? Come on, David. Of course it's worth her effort, this gorgeous, beautiful woman. Absolutely. With so skilled and, and, and willing. That's yeah. the whole thing. With your bucket list, you're willing to do these things. You want to do them. Like, that's cool. Like, you don't think as guys were being used and abused to fill her bucket list? Oh, yeah. But you're loving it, too. I'm loving it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, that yeah. was... Go ahead. Well, you know what, though? It does go both ways because I fulfill things that are on their bucket list. For sure. Too. Yeah. So and and I'm you know, I love I love I mean, one of the what, it's just I love to give pleasure. I love giving pleasure to my partner. I've, you know, taken courses just recently took a course on, you know, how to give these amazing hand jobs. And and I mean, I gave this guy now I'm like it's my favorite thing to do giving like really long like you would go and pay money for at a you know happy ending place <laughs> like I'm giving them those kind of hand jobs and I love it I mean I just love to spoil and pamper my partner and make sure that his needs are met and that he's taken care of because I really want to I want to I mean I want him to leave feeling like 
nobody rocks my world the way Layla does. Yeah, and, absolutely. And because it because it comes from a sincere, and I'm not just that's not just ego. It's because it comes from such a sincere place, desire to want to give my partner pleasure. Uh, you know, uh, the guy that I was talking about there, where we had the very romantic um, dates. He wanted one of his bucket list items was to be fisted, and I fisted him, and you know, gave him a prostate orgasm. Wow, nice! It That's very amazing. Cool. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and to see that, and to just to watch your partner react and and experience something that they never have that's so pleasurable, and you. And tell and you can see it the way their body's reacting and you're the one giving that it's amazing it is absolutely amazing well and let's just back up for a second shout out to lee jagger because that's where layla and we learned about all these different ways to give hand jobs she was on our show and she has an amazing course and it's all about different ways to stroke a cock absolutely that's right that's where i learned it yeah Yeah. yum 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 and and all the the techniques are named after foods i think right yep Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The pizza pocket, uh-huh. the guacamole, yeah. the butter, the spaghetti, the powdered sugar. Yeah. We've yeah. tried them all. I know. Uh-huh. Well, I, I yeah. sat there yeah. and Carol tried yeah. them. So yeah. it's good. Okay. Let's move on to kink. I know. So kink seems to flow right after yeah. this nice discussion about fisting the guy. Tell us whether you'd consider yourself a sub or a dom and why. Definitely a sub. Oh, interesting. I did not know this about myself. Did not know this about myself at all all when I started this, this whole, you know, Cure School Diaries journey, I did not know uh, that I was a submissive and how much I would love it and what a big part of me it is. So it's been a huge revelation and a lot of self-discovery with that. So we've had we've had a lot of people on our show talking about kink and BDSM. And what we've learned over the years is the person who's the sub is normally the person in control. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I I think it's a shared control. I mean, I think that, um, I think that it's commonly thought, you know, in, in the misconception is that the dominant is the one that's in control and the the sub is just, you know, bowing down and yes, master. And it's all, it's all this stuff you see, you know, on these, gifts and things and it it's not it's just not that you know um and i hope that people can look a little deeper and get educated you'll definitely run across guys that think that's what it's about that have been watching too much porn and they consider themselves a dominant because they they're they want to fuck you the way they saw in some porn video and that's not what it's about at all yeah, there are some amazing educators out there. Um, Sunny Megatron, she does uh, the Great American Sex Podcast. Yeah. And uh, they've been on our show. We've been on her TV show. Um, go get educated about kink and BDSM because if you do it right, it definitely adds a lot of spice to your relationship. So, Miss Layla, do you like being tied up? I do. Mm. I love it. I love the whole, you know, I had a partner, um, I actually had a, yeah, a dominant for three and a half years. And so he was very skilled with the shibari and mm-hmm. tying me up and, um, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Yeah. When you're with the right person and you know, you're, um, you have the right dynamic and respect and love for each other. Oh, wow. It's amazing. Have you been to a dungeon? Uh, not 
<laughs> not one that was active. I've been one that was, yeah, I've been, no, I haven't actually. Something to try. Is that something? There, I know. On, I totally, is it on your bucket list? Oh, I'd love to. Yes, absolutely. That's a big thumbs up. Cool. cool. And and are you a squirter? Yeah, I'm going to let you two girls okay. go on the squirt. And, sorry, go ahead. Are you a squirter? Yeah, I am because wow. uh, that was a bucket list item. And I, when I met my dominant before he was my dominant, um, I had said, yeah, I want to, you know, I, I, one of the things I really want to do is I want to learn how to squirt. And he's like, oh yeah, I can do that. And uh, I thought, <laughs> and now he was so, con you know, he just said it just like that. And I was like, come on, really? And oh, first time we were together, there wasn't a dry spot on the bed. Uh -huh. It was amazing. We're gonna send, we'll send <laughs> you one of our knew. blankets. Yeah, you can take one of our I blankets and protect your bed for next time. Well, totally, because that was a hotel room bed. And I was just like, oh, my God, let's get out of here. I do, they're going to never let me come back. <laughs> then after that, since you became a squirter, did you tell your prospective partners that you are a squirter, that it just might happen? You tell them in advance. In advance so they can understand what, what could be going on? Um, you know what? I've never – no, I didn't I, – I haven't presented myself with a warning label. Um, <laughs> no, I – I mean – <laughs> I just find most guys are, you know, like kind of like it. And, um, in, it doesn't, it's not like it just happens automatically every time, but certain positions, it definitely does. And it kind of, you know, it'll come up casually usually, uh, before, you know, as I'm talking with someone getting to know them, you know, either they ask or I might bring it up, but it's, but I don't, I'm not intentional about making sure I'm like, okay, warning, just so you know. Right, right. This could happen. Carol does. And, well, I do when Yeah, it's, and if it, you know, if it's a female, especially if she's going down on me, I usually say fair oh, warning, you know, it's possible. If you're not comfortable down there, you know, just fair warning, yes. it could happen. So I feel it's better for at least when a woman's going down on me. And very often if I'm riding a guy in a, like, let's say in a swinger situation where we're two couples or three couples all playing together. If I'm riding, I very often squirt and splash. So I do fair Get warning the there eye. too. Like if people don't like that, then I, I tone it down. Nobody it, ever says no. Well, you know, we say, get your umbrellas out, you know, but <laughs> and if you don't want like that, then, you know, then yeah. we'll, sh we'll shift positions or we'll do something. I certainly don't want to upset anybody. Nobody ever runs away, <laughs> especially the guys. It's a no. big turn on. I know it gets me hard. Yeah. 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 So I'm not, I'm not projectile or it's, it's, um, it's very seldom that it is. So it's, it's not, yeah, I haven't had to, I guess, give the, yeah, give the, give the precursor like, Hey, this could happen <laughs> And what gets <laughs> in, you in this fashion. Yeah. What gets you going to, to squirt? Uh, it's so a lot of times it's fingers right on my, you know, right on my G spot, yeah. um, or a certain, um, if we're fucking really hard, that'll do it. All like right. if they're, if they're kind of, you know, hitting the back wall. Right, right. Um, and I, yeah. And I've just noticed like certain guys, like there's a certain, I have a dick type. So there's like, if it's a certain shape of uh, a dick, yeah, I can tell. I'm like uh. that, that shape's going to do it. That's going to make it happen. So and is it yeah, a, it's a curve shape, kind of like the G spot stimulator. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Huh. 
Oh, that's I'm out. fun. <laughs> no, David's out for sure. Yeah. But actually, <laughs> I don't I, have a curve. I'm just straight. I mean, I've told this story many times, yeah. but when we were swinging one time in Miami a long time ago now, uh, one of the ladies we were playing with, she was kind of crouching down on her knees, but uh, straddling, but kind of like she would be straddling, but there was no guy under her. And she kind of just started tapping her own clit and the, the squirt was just gushing out. And I went, oh my God, I want to try that. So I got up on my knees and I started slapping and, and stroking my clit, like kind of tapping on it. And sure enough, I squirt. So now I, I just take the guy's cock and I tap my clit and the squirt comes out and they think they're like amazing cock and it would have come out if by myself. Oh my you know, doing it. But you should try that. You just have to be turned on, obviously. Okay. Uh, and you can make yeah. yourself squirt. You yeah. don't have to rely on another guy to make you squirt. Yeah, very similar okay. position. Well, this is... Very similar position as yeah. if you were riding cowgirl. So or, your legs are face. open yeah. or yeah. sitting on a face. Yeah. yeah, if you're on your knees, like holding onto the headboard with a guy below you looking pussy, that kind of position. But you just tap your own clit and the squirt will come out. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to try that. I because, know, right? because I love that. Head-wise, yeah. you're, you already know in your head that it's okay to let go. Because that's the biggest problem for women yeah. who who'd said I've never squirted before. You have to be able to let go and know it's, you're not peeing on someone that it's just squirt. Right. So right. you have right. that figured out and uh, I think the rest is just <laughs> fun. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Um, so, you know, at the beginning you talked about you write blogs, you do your podcast, um, you, you prepare it all. And, and you're telling stories about your sexual experiences as you write this stuff and as you prepare for your podcast. Is it? Do you get turned on rehashing what you've done? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes it's it's the perfect time for a masturbation break. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. And are one of Definitely. the th- are one of the things on your bucket list going to a swingers club or vacation? Yes. Yes, yes. Um I'm you know, I'm at that point where I'm like, okay, First of all, there's no shortage of new things to add and try and right. experience. Um, and a lot of times, just different experiences, they open another door for you to want to try new things or, or you become aware of something that turns you on in, in that experience that you weren't expecting. And then you get the opportunity to explore it more. Um, definitely am interested in kind of the next step here in my evolution is, you know, just being with again, you know, the threesomes, um, and in groups and doing more, uh, events and kind of joining, you know, I've done, I've sort of been doing this with myself and another partner, you know, or partners, but you know, individually together. And we haven't, I haven't done a lot of of something bigger than that. And so, yes, I'm definitely, uh, up for it and want to, explore all of that in a bigger group. I've been to some swinger parties and um, it, it was, they were interesting and I, I definitely had some very hot moments. So yeah. I want to go deeper with that. Cool. Very, very cool. And what would you say would be your most memorable sexy story from all of your uh, escapades? Yeah, yeah. Your escapades, your explorations. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Do you have it's a go-to hard, one mean, that comes commonly comes to your yeah, head? Yeah, I mean, there's, I, I, um, I have a pretty good one and it actually does, it, it is, it was at a, uh, you know, a swingers club and I went there with a, with a, a partner that I was just very connected to. We were, you know, really, uh, great sexually and personally and, 
everything was just everything was just kind of right. It just kind of came together. And what I what, what, through that experience with him, we didn't, you know, we were thought, well, maybe we'll maybe we'll if we see a girl that we like, you know, maybe I'd try that. Um, but we didn't set any expectations because you know we just wanted to go and experience it and see. And we were so hot for each other that we just started. We went to the different rooms and there were different things going on, and we just started you know, making out and he's got his hands up in me and all these people kind of start gathering around and they're watching us. Mm, nice. And it was just the oh. whole thing where I could, I knew, I already knew that, that, you know, people watching me, I had one, another experience where that really turned me on, but this, this time it was really amplified. And so we, you know, we were just going for it and just the the, the energy and the, you know, uh, everybody, you can hear people wa watching and commenting and they were just right next to you. I mean, I can almost feel them breathing on me and, and, but I was so into my partner and, but I was totally aware and enjoying the attention of being watched. And then we just went into this, we moved out of the hallway and went into this room and, you know, and fucked and let people watch. And it was really hot. Wow. You know, that, that's an amazing story because so many people out there don't realize that you can go to a swingers club and you don't have to swing. You can just have great sex with your partner with people watching or with you watching them or hearing them and going into different types of rooms. And, um, you know, when we go on um, the topless travel trips where Tahito to Desire on the cruises, 50% of the couples that go don't play. They go there for a sexy, erotic experience. So, you know, couples who want to push those boundaries, don't be afraid to go to a sex club or a swingers club. There's a lot you can do. And the uh, level of respect and consent at these places is at, you know, the highest level you see anywhere in the world. I agree. I, I yeah, I, I, I agree with what you just said there a thousand percent. And um, I want to just repeat that because you know, nobody, while people are close and interested and watching, like nobody touched me. There's nothing in it. You know, nobody pushes a boundary. It's all about consent. And I find that the, that, you know, the rules are very well, you know, uh, observed. And I also feel very safe and confident that if somebody were to, uh, cross a boundary that, they'd be out of there. You know, you, yeah. I, I always felt just fully safe and respected. And, and it's, it's a really great way to toe dip and just do exactly what you're, you know, comfortable with right. without feeling like someone's going to cross the line or you're going to be put in a weird position. I do find that that people in the swinger community to be extremely respectful. No, that's of, very, very true. Boundaries. And yeah. As a woman, you know, that's that's just a great feeling. Yeah, the three rules are ask first, no means no, and if you don't get an enthusiastic yes, it's a no. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Well, All right, we're at the end of the show. Uh, yeah, we are at the end of the show, and we do like to leave our audience with a final question or some final advice. But my question for you, Layla, is do you think you're ever going to settle down with just one partner? And if yes, do you think they're going to be – uh, open that you're going to need them to be open to exploring different alternative lifestyles. I have, yes, I, I would love to, you know, settle down with just one partner. Um, and you know, I do believe now versus when I started this, you know, I thought I'm going to do this for a year and I'm going to go back to my vanilla life and, um, and nothing against vanilla. I just thought I would be exactly the same person that I started 
at as, you know, and return to that. Now I know that, yeah, I uh, would love to have somebody to, to a main, you know, a main partner to share all this stuff with, but it would definitely be somebody that where we could be open. And, you know, I don't know what would, what would fall under that and um, all the things that would fall under that umbrella, but I would love to have somebody that I could figure that out with, you know, like, are we going to be swinging and, and, and can we have times where you experience this person and I experience that person? I definitely think that I need somebody that's, um, you know, alternative lifestyle friendly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would say yeah. so. And it's nice that you're open and you're, you're um, seeking sexual pleasure. It's not very often that we find people so open. And I know that you don't have a permanent partner at this time, but the time will come when you find your soulmate, when you find that right person who's going to be with you and continue your exploration. So I hope that person is open like you are and, and, how cool and is willing to try new that, things. That Layla, like yourself, you know, at the next stage in your lives, decided to say yes for great sex right. for you instead of, you know, being in that place where you're having sex just because that's what you're supposed to do. You're both taking that bull by the horns and saying, I deserve and I want to have great sex. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yes, it's our birthright. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Layla London, we are at the end of the show. It just flew by. Thank you so much for sharing all those great stories. Why don't you take a minute and tell everyone where they can find you? Yes, well, thank you guys. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, the easiest, I just tell people the easiest way to find me is go to my website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com. From there, you can link to the podcast. You can link to my free sex bucket list tutorial. If you're not sure how to get started and you want to get great ideas and make a little sex bucket list, maybe have a really hot, fun, steamy summer. Um, links to all my social media is there. And uh, you can contact me if you want to send me a message. Or what I love is a voicemail. There's a pink tab on the right-hand side of my website. You can click on that and send me a voice message. I listen to everybody and I get back to each and every one of you personally. So awesome. you got five minutes. We can talk about whatever you want. Wow. There that's, you go. that's very, very cool. So of course, if you missed any of that information, you just have to go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, where every one of our guests has their own guest page with all of their information. And you can even contact them directly from there if you have any questions about their work or want to reach out to them. Yeah. And every week we are learning more and more um, from all our great guests. We hope you do too. If you have any questions at all you can always send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com righty, the end of another awesome show with another great guest Layla London thank you so much for being here today thank you guys it's been a pleasure and like we do every week we want to thank all our listeners for being there week in and week out and a quick reminder to join us again next time for another hour of the sexy lifestyle talking about sex sexuality sexual health and pleasure and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy healthy and always horny well that's it for our show today carol and i and layla send you lots of love and of course great great sex please stay safe and of course stay sexy everyone until next time Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever.